Hello, everyone. I'm Brian Zimmerman with Becker's Healthcare. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Dave Etling, SVP and GM of Incom Healthcare. Dave, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me today, Brian. So today, we're, we're going to discuss why the patient financial experience should be a top concern for all payers and, and learn ways, of course, to streamline your members' experience and increase satisfaction. So Dave, let's dive in here. In, in terms of the member experience, what are the biggest pain points your payer partners are experiencing right now? Well, I think I think it's really ultimately a combination of things. Um, the expansion of, of supplemental benefits and you know how to market those to to members in a meaningful way, and really you know kind of um, you know trying to determine from an actuarial perspective what what that looks like, and ultimately from a member experience perspective, more benefits means uh, more potential complications. I.e., how do they um, you know, engage with those benefits. Do they need to call a third party? Do they need to go sign up on a website? How do they pay for it? Is it a reimbursable benefit? Is it something that is subsidized uh, on a card? And then which benefits are, are on that card? So certainly a lot of things in the way of, of member experience from that perspective. I think another thing from member experience too, um, certainly with a, a global pandemic, right? In 2020, you saw a significant surge in telehealth, right? And so the member experience relative to Medicare Advantage members um, starting to adopt and use uh, technology that essentially is forced due to the, the global pandemic. And really kind of that, that change in behavior um, all led to, um, you know, certainly some confusion and opportunity, I think, to, to streamline and make things a little bit easier for seniors to understand about their benefits um, so a, a, a number of different things are, 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 you know, I think pain points for um, health plans and, and ultimately the member experience as it relates to consuming uh, the benefits and how to pay for them or get reimbursed, et cetera. Yeah, certainly a complicated environment to, to, to streamline anything. Um, but, but I'm curious, you know, Dave, what, what, what do you think health, health plans can do to really kind of address these challenges and get closer to that, that streamlined member experience? Yeah, um, certainly a number of things there too, right? Um, in, in different surveys that we've done, uh, even just the way that you communicate to members about their benefits from a, a visual and, and, you know, what does the text actually say? There's certain things that, you know, really hit home and certain things that don't. Um, Sometimes, frankly, there could be competing interests, right? Because uh, health plans are ultimately, from an actuarial perspective, trying to offer as many benefits as possible relative to where they're at with their HEDIS measures and, and star ratings and, and that and what their objectives are. Uh, so you could have uh, health plans that are offering uh, a broad base of benefits, hoping, frankly, that only a small percentage of them get used at the same time offering lots of them. So in some cases, the member experience uh, is not necessarily led with how do I make it the most easy, you know, the easiest for the member, I should say, uh, but more about the appearance of, of, of broad choice. You, you have this whole dichotomy of how different plans uh, can, can, can approach that. Um, by, by and large, um, you know, uh, being very crystal clear in, in your communication to the member about, you know, 
what benefits they have access to. How do they how do they access them? Um, you know, in a survey we did last year, over 95 percent of 2300 plus Medicare Advantage members current uh, of a supplemental benefit program said that they would like all of their benefits to the extent possible on a single card. Uh, in some cases today, you go on a health plan's website and there could be a bit of hieroglyphics around how do I get and engage with this benefit? Is it reimbursable? Do I pay for it with this card uh, or that card? There were examples that we saw where, where uh, members are giving examples of having three or four different cards or three or four different ways to engage with and consume their, their supplemental benefits. So um, certainly uh, streamlining it from a, a payment experience, giving them more access to more benefits on a, on a single card or a, you know, a, a, the same way to, to engage, whether that be a reimbursement or a, um, you know, um, a benefit that they could be consuming in retail like OTC or healthy foods, putting more uh, utility, if you will, on, on the same cards. And that gets that gets more important as benefit uh, offerings continue to uh, to, to expand. Um, you know, there's lots of new benefits or newer benefits uh, that plans are offering today. And along with that will become, you know, there will be confusion about all of those things. So being crystal clear in communication and to the extent possible, consolidating the way that the member pays or gets reimbursed uh, for those benefits are a huge opportunity for health plans to improve that, that member experience as it relates to payment. Thank you, Dave. And, and I imagine this this streamlined communication, this this transparent communication, uh, is one way to really go about activating members uh, to to uh, take control of their own health. Can you talk about that a little more, and talk about any other ways health plans can really incentivize their members to take action on behalf of their own health? Yeah, great, great question. Um, you know, certainly awareness is is key, right? We're seeing you know uh, a lot of discussion today around food as a prescription and offering access to to healthy foods to be more aware of their health, especially for a chronic condition. And by changing certain behaviors like exercise and what you eat, um, that can actually change health outcomes, scientifically proven. And more and more health plans are starting to get their arms around, a, you know, the mountain of data that's out there uh, to directionally determine where, um, you know, the, the most bang for the buck is. Um, certainly as it relates to things like um, different types of, of, of screening, you know, breast cancer, physical activity, um, um, colonoscopies, physical, dental cleanings, vaccines. Uh, lots of plans are offering different types of incentives for people to do uh, those things. Um, there are, um, based upon our data, um, things that you need to incent more and from a monetary perspective, whether that is some sort of a, a compliant gift card or, you know, within our network, we have the ability to put value on our OTC network card on a wallet uh, where they can spend those dollars on anything but ATF items within within our network, which is certainly a really nice option. But uh, certainly as you think about um, things that might be more inv invasive, but important to a health plan uh, from an awareness and uh, ability to track 
things like your physical activity. So how many steps, right? Uh, $50 incentive may not get them there, but $150 certainly increases that level of engagement by a, a significant amount. Um, other things may be less, like a, a vaccine uh, for COVID. A lot of engagement around that with, with seniors. They uh, didn't need uh, seemingly a whole lot of incentive to do that. Um, whereas for breast cancer screening or colorectal um, screening, uh, the higher the incentive, the more apt the uh, member was to go take action and do that versus something else like they might already do typically maybe an annual physical or a dental cleaning or something like that, um, maybe less of an incentive. But uh, our data certainly supports um, that, it, you know, a monetary incentive of, of some sort can encourage uh, members to be more aware of their health and to um, do some of the things that uh, health plans want to uh, improve health outcomes um, for their for their membership base. Thank you, Dave. And, and one final question here for you today. You've touched on this some already in our conversation, but can you talk even more about maybe some of the new trends you're seeing in this space as it specifically relates to supplemental benefits and, and, and those incentives? Oh, certainly. Um, well, for many years, um, you know, the, the bellwether kind of uh, benefits have generally been, you know, OTC, dental, vision, hearing, fitness, uh, I would say. And over <clears throat> the last several years, we're starting to see um, many more type, types of benefits, right? Um, chiropractic, transportation, personal emergency response devices, adult daycare, home modifications, air duct cleaning, pest control, pet assistance. You know, the list goes, goes on and on. Telehealth um, jumped by orders of magnitude in, in, in 2020 as an offered benefit where I think it went from single digits or roughly 10%, maybe to 70% uh, engagement. So definitely seeing a uh, significant expansion in, um, you know, supplemental benefits that are uh, allowable from a, a reimbursement perspective. And members are putting um, a good bit of weight on the supplemental benefits that are that are offered to them. And, and one of the surveys we did, um, uh, 16 percent of um, health plan members said that they would likely switch relative to the supplemental benefits that were were offered. So no longer is it just about, you know, the dental, vision, hearing, fitness, OTC. It's 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 about some of the broader benefits that some plans are offering and, and others uh, others are not. Uh, but ultimately, I think um, offering a benefit is, is is certainly one thing. Making it easy for the member to understand that benefit and how they engage in it and how they pay for it uh, is certainly another thing to to focus on as those benefits continue to um, you know broaden in, in market. Well, Dave, I truly appreciate you coming on and sharing your expertise with our, our listeners today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Income Healthcare. And as a reminder, you can tune into more podcasts and virtual events from Becker's Healthcare by visiting beckershospitalreview.com.